Look up there in the sky. It's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Coke dealer. One Super Predator. One fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, much, much more. This is episode 298. My voice went up. It did. That's how you know that you're excited. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am very excited to talk about The Punisher today, because that's what Eric and I will be discussing. This, I mean, the collection, it's just so epic. It is the the first of the Punisher epic collection, Circle of Blood. I think there are four or five of these this size. It's like a Castlevania game. It really is. Circle of Blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, is, Rondo, Rondo is it Rondo of, of Blood? Blitz. Yeah, Rondo of there's, Blood is the... So there's Rondo Circle of, of the Moon and there's Rondo of Blood, so... Oh, there we go. Yeah. we're And we just did a Castlevania uh, 2 reference right before we started recording. I mean, I, I mean, Psycho Manus knew what he was talking about. He had my number. He knew I liked Castlevania. <laughs> this is... that That is commendable i would say reference that i I really i appreciate it there's layers there there's levels metal gear solid references baby that's what we're that's what i'm all about we're gonna instead of talking about comic books we're gonna talk for an hour about metal gear solid no we're not (laughs) putting the kibosh on that one we'll be talking about the first epic collection of the punisher called circle of blood later on and all about a punisher in general uh before that though we have comic books they came out. Oh man, what is this again? Yeah, what the just, hell? Then we just it's... we have so many crisis events around here. This is bizarre. <sighs> Mighty, I okay. Now it's right behind me. It's right behind me, Eric. Man, that's gross. Mine's mine's on the ceiling. Oh God, you look. Well, I mean, you don't just don't look up. You're fine. Yeah. How often? Just, how often just, do you just, look just up? Just ignore it in your house, like you know, in your studio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't look up very often. Um, It'll try be not to. I try not to because there's a rift in reality forming. Certainly not um, in two episodes from now. There will certainly not be ramifications from this. No, I really don't think I. I'm, it can't possibly happen in two nah, episodes. No, definitely not. No, of course not. I was saying some. Oh, I was saying it is time for our first segment. It is time for Floppy's Fortnightly. Floppy's Fortnightly is the part of the show where Eric and I talk about. This past couple weeks' books tell you to buy or do not buy them. There's a mush meter. It goes from one to five. If you're feeling mushy about a decision, our first book is Chicken Devil, number one. <laughs> we already laughing about Chicken Devil? I guess so. Written by Brian Buccioletto, Art Hayden Sherman, Letters Hassan Atzman El Hau. Eric, I need you. How you tell me what? What do you think about this comic book called Chicken Devil? I like it. It's very upsetting. <laughs> it's very, very upsetting. 
I think I, tonally it's a huge mess. I don't think that's an accident. Um, I think this is this is kind of like a little bit of revenge story, a little bit of falling down, and maybe a little bit of uh, you know what if what if the guy from falling down was dressed like gritty, the the sports mascot. Um, I would. Where's okay? Well, let's write. I'm gonna write that down. Actually, Eric. You uh, just... I'm an idea machine, let me tell you. We're writing down gritty butt murderer. Yeah. I that feel is, like that's the direction this is going. Um I'm not that is not that is not I am not working you either. That is a shoot. I just wrote that down. I believe you. I believe you. That's more for the audience than for you. I know you believe me. Okay. That's fair. They need to understand that you're did, shooting on them. Did you ever uh there, Eric, did you ever play the game? Why can I think of the game where you were dressed? It it is uh, where you have you are wearing a mascot fit mask, and then you're just murdering people. Um, <laughs> top down shooter. Why can I not think of it? Is it? Oh gosh, uh, wasn't like Hotline Miami, was Hot, it? Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. This reminds me of that too, uh, which is reminds me of that uh, film. Um, it reminds me of. I think that's what I get from this comic. It just reminds me of like a dozen different things, like all yeah. smashed together. Very stylish, um, very, yes. I don't know, very, it feels very Tarantino esque as well. Like it's very gory and violent, but you're kind of just like playing along for the ride. Um, and it's not, none of the violence is treated that seriously. Like this dude is, I, I'm here, I'll make this. I, think this is very well made i don't know if mm. i like it though i can agree with that assessment i definitely have a lot of conflicted emotions about it i think that that conflict and those complicated horrible feelings are the intention of this work i think it is doing exactly what it wants to do i don't think there's any guesswork here it is calculated and surgical and basically crushes it um ends in a really weird uh cliffhanger as a number one issue should um i i think i i like it just because i think it's doing its job very well um it is very uncomfortable to read it um given the the plot uh, point that happens uh with 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 the yacht i'm mm -hmm. i won't i won't i won't spoil it too well it's bad it uh it 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 really it makes me feel um as simon miller might say sad in my tum tum uh yeah it really makes me very uncomfortable yeah but i i definitely don't think that anything in here is an accident I, he looks the same age. Is is it his mother that he's visiting? Yes, there. They that is, the I believe, his mother. Age. They okay, do. And, come on, they do. He also like it. Also, he doesn't look. He he looks older at the very beginning of the comic, and he and then at the very near the end, he seems like he's younger. Um, I am not sure. I think my, all my hesitance about liking this is all about how 
funny this is supposed to think that it's like is it yeah. supposed to have a degree of humor in this um which i feel like some of it is like i feel like this is a movie this would be like very dark comedy stuff in here some mm-hmm. of it like especially the last page or two with them like slipping on drugs and you know inadvertently shooting themselves like it's it, it's things like that and like these yeah. really really exaggerated shots of him being really sad which he should be yes but it's 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 so exaggerated and so crazy it feels like it's supposed to be kind of like silly and i think i would i you know a lot of the time we have comic books in here that feel like they're half measures and stuff like this this is not a half measure this is mm-hmm. swinging for the fucking fences uh and maybe it i don't know i think i would I think I'm a mushy buy. I think that's where I'm at because I'm mm. all these conflicted feelings. Not nothing about the quality of it. I I it may be. It reminds me of the film Drive. That's another thing it reminds me of. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Drive, Eric. Probably not. Uh, you're correct. I have yeah. not seen it. I I, Actually, hate, I don't know. I'm thinking of Baby Driver, different movie. Bit diff- different movie. Uh, I hated Drive. Most people love Drive. I hated it. Um, which might explain also some of my hesitance about like declaring any interest in this book. I think it's worth it's worth further investigation. It's worth checking out issue two, or issue three. Is is, and is Drive the Orange Cassidy movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Scorpion Jacket, famously Scorpion Jacket. I don't know if you remember that. It it stood out in my mind this because do you remember when we did karaoke at Dragon Con? The that epic night. Yes. Yeah, and the, one of the people went up to sing was the was a guy who's cosplaying as the dude from Drive. He wore the scorpion jacket, and the guy who was DJing put that dude to the front of the list because he loved Drive so much. You know, God bless. I remember that distinctly. Um, I'm a buy mush meter two. That's my final verdict. I think I'm I am uh, just flatly a buy. Uh, not many caveats, despite the fact that I mean I do agree with you. I think this is going to go in. I think that it will be good. I think it will be interesting. I don't know if I will like it. Um, I think, like, I think it might be a piece of art that just makes me uncomfortable all the way through. Um, yeah, I think the comparisons to uh, uh, Tarantino are pretty apt. I would say probably like maybe it has a Guy Ritchie esque tone as well. Like it's like a dark Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of story. That's a double buy on Chicken Devil number one with a bush meter of one. Our next book is Human Remains number one, written by Peter Milligan, art Sally Cantorino, colors Dear Dearbella, Dearbella Kelly, and letters and world, just and world. They're not and world designs anymore, just and world doing letters. I, hey, sure. Change your allowed to change your name, change your branding. Um, this is not. I didn't know what this book was. I saw uh, Peter Milligan was writing it. Peter Milligan's a big, big old weirdo. Writes a <laughs> bunch of weird stuff. Uh, and I was like, hey, why not? We I, we may hate it. We might love it. But it's worth checking out because Peter Milligan. Um, this is not what I expect. <laughs> you did not a, a, a expect a book that is just absolutely about coronavirus? I guess not. I guess not. I don't know. It is... Uh, I I I I looked. I saw the cover and I saw a thing about you can't show emotions. 
That's all I yeah. saw in like the solicitation. I'm like, okay. I thought I thought I didn't really think about, I guess, what that cover means, I guess. You know, it's like there's like weird bug legs or something. And I yeah. you know, there's a, a, a biracial couple getting married. I I don't know. Um I think I, I, that's I how I feel. If- that's Is how that I feel. really what people say? Biracial? I thought that's how you describe a person. But what is what what is the proper way? I don't know. I think okay. even interracial is like interracial. Interracial is interracial. I believe it's way. what you were reaching for. Yes, probably that is probably correct. Either way, is a black woman and a white man in a yeah. couple? Be clear. And uh, I think after I've read this comic book, I'm still in that same. I don't know. I don't know. It is it is an interesting sort of thing. Um, did you outline the story at all? Because I think it's worthwhile. Uh, the I th- I think there is a, this is we should have a drinking game when I where I say this, but it, <laughs> it's the, the they lay it. The premise is laid out in a very like the order not not told chronologically. For it's some got reason, a machete order going on. Yeah, we just chop it up and throw it around different pieces, and like, oh, we start in the present and work our way to the back, past, up to the present, or something. And you're like, why, why, did, why can't we just start with this wedding? It pretty much. I think it might be a little bit stronger that way, but I don't think that the narrative is unclear. No, um, it's not unclear. I think it's just me, st- my, my little stickling point of. Mm-hmm. It, you cut it up for well, I mean, you know. I'm I, you're you you are kind of it is kind of gimmick infringement my friend because I'm I'm the one who's not supposed to like uh, flashbacks and non-chronological storytelling yes but there is some sort of creature that has appeared and kills murder brutally just just brutally destroys anyone that it shows out in public showing emotion if you go out into if you are out in the world even i guess in your if you're at home and you're too loud it's a risk but you never we never see anyone in their homes getting hurt so it's presumed you're safe at your house you don't know but if you're out in the world you show emotion you this thing appears out of a vortex and brutally murders you this is not a spoiler it happens on mm-hmm. page three of the comic book um and this thing and is, is a bale is a, monster with tentacles yeah. and bone bone faces and God knows what it is. Faces. I mean, it's got a skull, but then it's got tendrils out of its yeah. skull. And then it's got like carapace yeah. and like spider legs. And Pretty looks awful. a little bit like something like something uh, out of something is killing the children a little bit like that. Um, it's uh, yeah, not it, not a uh, not, not not even thinly veiled. Uh, coronavirus parallel. Does that work for you, Eric? Um, well, first, I did say we were going to be coming around to the era where, um, writers are going to process their PTSD by writing stories about coronavirus, so... Called it! Um, I, I, you know, my, I, I, let me just pat myself on the back here. My book's um, my book with the thinly veiled coronavirus stuff is out next month. By the way, guys, excellent. so pre-order good, good for you. Get that pre-order. Got to got to got to process that PTSD somehow. I mean, it was very conscious um, on my part. <laughs> oh, I know. I, 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 this is this is very conscious too. This is not. Yeah, that's true. This the, there was there was no mistake here. Um, 
what did you ask me? Just how I feel about this in general? Yeah, does it work? Does that, does that... I, I don't think it doesn't not work. Like, I, I kind of like the idea of... I mean, maybe maybe to an extent, like, this is a little bit how, like, a Jason movie... Um, I don't know that it, it really is saying anything about any kind of anxiety that we have, but, like, I don't feel bad having let read this and come out of it. Um... It doesn't make me feel bad about the the you know year plus of awful shit we've had happen as a result of coronavirus. Um, so yeah, um, I I think as weird and goofy and kind of borderline dumb as this is, like I do enjoy it. I don't know what kind of tone it's going to have going forward. I would imagine sort of like semi serious. Um, but we shall see. Uh, I, I, um, I think this is a pretty decent comic book, and I like it. I like it. Okay. Is that a buy? Is that just straight up a buy? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. I think I'll give it a one on the mush meter. I'm, I can't really go any higher than that, because I do think it's pretty good. I, I definitely, like, I read it. I think it knows what it's doing. Um, it does kind of jump around a little bit, which I forgive because the narrative is pretty clear and easy to follow. Um, it's pretty easy to quickly identify all the many characters that were introduced, and I have a sense of who all of them are. Um, all these are really good things for a first issue. Um, I'm intrigued. I think this can be good. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm I am mostly on board. I think I'm a little colder than you. Um, I think it's fair. Yeah, a little bit. I think mostly it is my idea. Like, I, I don't know what. Like, I guess just survival is the ongoing will be the ongoing story of this and following this mm. couple. I presume. I think that's just what I'm missing. Like, I I'm not. I don't have a like have this strong hook about what the next issue is going to be, I think, and what the shape is going to be. And I don't know if you need that necessarily, but I think for me, it helps me want to buy a second or third issue when I have it. Yeah. Uh, when I see the roller coaster track a little bit, I, I guess see, I can see one mm -hmm. or two curves ahead at least not the whole yeah. thing, but I think that you, you really, you don't get that because basically the hook, the hook of this issue is monster on page three. Yeah, exactly. You Monster know. is here. It kill you if you yeah, 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 if you yeah. happy. It's, it's 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 just more of unraveling that mystery. Like the whole the, the whole book is hook. Send hook. Send hook. Punk fierce hook. Mm -hmm. I think I'm like I think I'm a wait for trade on this. I think I would happily read an entire trade of this, so okay. I have that whole roller coaster that whole yeah. that whole track out in front of me. Um. That, but I I, again, a, like that's a fair that's a fair thing to say. But everything in this is is still like it's like you said they do they're doing exactly what they intend to. Um, mm -hmm. Much it does like what our, it says on the tin. Yeah, much like our first book. But uh, that that is a split decision. As long as I don't know, buy buy and buy wait for trade, whatever that means. Uh, never codified that into our our branding. Our next book, we have demons. Number one, written do by we? we we do we do we do written by Scott Snyder, pencils Greg Capullo, inks Jonathan Glapion, colors Dave McKegg, letters Tom Napolitano, 
This is a Comixology Unlimited exclusive, at least for now. I think I think it eventually will be printed. Um, Comixology Original, as they call it. One of the... I, I believe Scott Snyder also has a Substack series of Substack books that he's doing. So he's doing a billion creator-owned things in lots of different ways. He's a busy man. He's a very busy man. Can't of all the things you criticize Scott Snyder for, working hard is not one of them. Uh, he's not certainly... working hard is not one of them. Yes, he he Being works lazy hard. Lazy is not one of them. He works hard. Yes, he, he is. He works hard. He keeps he keeps busy. He's very ambitious. Um, I know I I can pin down a thing that I know about Scott Snyder now after reading this and reading uh, Heavy Metal. He I, really... I know something about him, too. Oh, okay, well, I'll go first, and then you can reveal mm-hmm. your thing. First thing, he really likes fake fictional mythological metal. Yeah. Really likes it. That's that's definitely true. Um, And really convoluted lore and world building. Yes. Uh, yes. Surrounding, I guess, that fictional metal, I suppose. Mm-hmm. On that note... Mm-hmm. My thing is, he thinks his bullshit is real important. <laughs> I think. Th- I think honestly, you could have just said that, Eric, and it would have covered everything that I said too. I I know I have a gift for being uh, succinct, which is weird because you can't shut me up sometimes. Um, the last couple of pages of this are all that I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's there there's there is nothing wrong with what this is um that there is like hidden violator demons um in in people inside people in their edgar suits mm-hmm. um and and uh a legacy the, demon hunter character well, the girl the girl from mirror's edge yeah with a with a Luke Skywalker arm, Pros- prosthetic arm, yeah, yeah, and she's gonna magic axe them with uh, her friend, who is a demon. Uh, he's mustache demon. He's mustache Gus. He has a name to be fair. Gus the mustache demon. Gus the mustache demon. Yeah. Um. Th- th- this is uh. This is weird. It's dumb. I really think that that. I really, I really think that 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 Scott Snyder needs to accept who he is. He really doesn't seem to understand that his comics are dumb fun. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm the idiot, um, because maybe they are dumb fun comics for people that don't understand that they're reading dumb fun. So he has to make up a bunch of self-important bullshit that means nothing. Um, is kind of bad and boring. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I really, like, I don't like hardly any of it. None of it matters. Nope. There's a zillion things that are introduced that you just, you know none of it means a goddamn thing. Yeah, who cares? Uh, no, absolutely. Like, like, you can tell every bit of what's going on in the story in, like, three pages tops. And it would have more impact. And I, more, I don't know. More interesting, more meaningful. Yeah. They just, he gives away, like, the first how many pages, the first six pages of this book have maybe 500,000, maybe a thousand words of text on them. 
combined. There's a shit pot of um, of lore text building on and, it. and background history on this on our main character. And yeah. And the, the 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 thousand blades. Yeah, I don't. Wh- why does it? Who cares? Like, introduce. Give me this character. Don't tell me why she has a prosthetic arm. It makes it so much more interesting. Like, oh, oh god, she that's ha- really true. She has a prosthetic arm. How did it happen? And eventually, you discover. Oh, her dad did it because she got bitten by a snake, and she was he was trying to save her arm. And you slowly reveal all these details, and then she is she's at his funeral, and she's upset and heartbroken. She sees all these mystery people. She discovers she meets Gus for the first time. But don't why are we? Ex- why is this all explained to me in the dumbest way possible? Just someone basically just staring at the screen and telling me like, "Hey, this is yeah. the history of these demons." I don't care. I don't care. Just have her fight demons. That's cool. That's cool, Scott Snyder. Why? Why do I? I don't need lore. I don't like there's 10 pages of interesting comic buried in this 40 page comic book. I think it is something to say. So many people really just need to just edit out so much. Like it just like sincerely, you could easily start this comic with her talking to that couple and then they turn into monsters and you're like okay you have my attention scott snyder what the shit this uh, this looks really neat and then then you can fill in stuff like you cut to what's interesting about it you give us some badass action scenes she gets to kill some people with her robot arm with a fucking like with a jesus knife in it uh yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, far be it from me to tell Scott Snyder how to do his job. Um, but, like, God almighty, fucking, like, let me get to the meat of the story and stop feeding me the styrofoam packing peanuts. Also, also, I'm going to. And, like, all of this... Scott Snyder comics are still very successful, so clearly he's found his. They niche will never, and... they will never not be. No, but I'm gonna this, uh, this, and most of the stuff is just personal taste, and I don't. I think I would find the comic much more interesting if it was laid mm-hmm. out differently, and blah 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 blah. I think Greg Capullo's art is 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 perfect for this kind of book. Frankly. It's really good in this book, and I I don't care for for uh, Capullo that much. He's he is not. He's not my guy. It looks great, though. It looks really good. Um, this page that starts the book before we get we get cover credits page, and then this fucking warning page mm-hmm. where he's like, "Oh, it's full of buttholes and gore, blah." But it's also it's about faith, and that's yeah. the part I'm warning you about because good. I'm like, "Oh, go fuck yourself, Scott Snyder." How about that? Yeah, How about you go fuck it- yourself? I, you, this I, fucking pretentious bullshit. Oh my boy, this is important. No, 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 it's not. God Almighty, this self-important nonsense. It oh is my. a thing. It is a thing where people think. I mean, I, I think when you have sold as many comics, like if if there may not be too many real rock stars in terms of like sales these days in comics Snyder is probably one of the only ones he is uh recently so i guess he can do whatever dumb self-important garbage that he wants but be forewarned this is 
self-important garbage. Um, and God, God bless you, sir. Um, your shit is meaningless. Uh, many people may buy it, but like 10 people are going to go along with you on the way that you're telling the story. Um, just, I don't know. I, I am convinced that most people absolutely don't read comics. I think they just look at pictures and, and feel fuzzy, warm and fuzzy in their tum-tum. I suppose so. I'm a do not buy. I don't don't read that. Like this is included if you're <laughs> if you're if you're a Comicsology Unlimited member, you get this for free. Uh, still, don't don't waste your time. I don't so. think that it's. I don't think that it is. Uh, it's not worth buying an unlimited for this at all. Uh, I kind of like it when I get to the end of it. <laughs> I I honestly do. I I I'm mushy as hell. I am a little bit angry at Scott Snyder, but I, I, I don't walk away like mad. I'm, you know, I'm not making grumpy cat face when I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. So I think like maybe full on five on the mush meter is where I'm at. So like the mushiest possible buy, um, because it is a really dumb book. I, I, I do not. I do not full on hate it, and I have some affection for part of what's happening here. So, how's that a swerve for you, buddy? You're off the podcast. Okay, that's fine. Kick you off. How dare you? Good luck. Good luck fighting those dimensional rifts without me. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Um. I guess you're okay. You're back on the podcast. Okay, good. That's a split decision. We have demons number one uh, with the most meter full on five. Next up is Deathstroke Inc. Number one, written by Joshua Williamson, art Howard Porter, colors Hi Fi, letters Steve Wants. Um, hey, you know that villain Deathstroke? That that guy who is really dumb. I don't really care for him. His name is Slade. His name is how many Slade. people have you ever how many people have you ever met that are named Slade? In real life, zero. Okay. Zero times. Zero I've, Slades. I've met, I've met like about nine thousand of them. Really? No. No. Um here, I am every single part of this comic book that is involves that is about Black Canary and Deathstroke fighting weird beam people. I I knew we would just be saying the word bees a lot. Bees, bees, be bees. Saying the word bees a lot. Bees, bees be people, be robots, whatever the hell is happening in yeah. this in a suburban neighborhood. One hundred percent down for. Yeah, not bad. Could That's worse. fun. That's fun. This the self important again self important. This stuff mm. about this shadowy organization. How many goddamn shadowy organizations does DC have? Yeah. It makes I'm, me wonder if there are a lot of DC writers that stormed the Capitol. I, like, I, I, they're like, oh, this, oh, the secret things behind the scenes. I'm like, I can't, we have to, like, and I, uh, I just, why? Why does it have to get, why do we have to introduce another, we've read so many comic books lately where it's like, oh yeah, here's an adventure, and also, Secret bad corp bad organization behind the scenes. I'm like, yeah, 
I, well, I mean, it's 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 <sighs> easy. It's it's easy money for a lot of people because every ding dong in the world thinks that everything's a conspiracy. I mean, no one of any political affiliation is immune to it. Um, everyone believes all kinds of dumb shit these days. I I I think I I I I like how this book looks, and I think. By and large, I'm not I'm not a big fan of Deathstroke in general, but I feel yeah. like pairing him with Black Canary is an interesting like interesting partner to 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 have him key off of. And also as when he is like he is much like Frank Castle, he's just a big dummy with a gun. And you mm-hmm. just if you throw in him an interesting problem that he can solve with a gun and it's like, oh, it's a weird bee monster and he just blows it up and you're like in various dumb ways. Like he shoots a big there's a man in here who has a tap, a honey tap in his chest. Yeah. And in, and his brain explodes. And he's and like Spike Spiegel for some reason. Yeah. Like it's like that's the kind of nonsense. It's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. The, uh and I think like yeah, and he's like he has a Batmobile and he has his a mini gun and it's really stupid and like this is the kind of stupid that I can get behind and the kind of yeah. like fun dumb bee monsters and things like that uh, yeah. it reminds me of uh, I can't remember anything anymore I think my brain is gone I'm um, sorry it's fine I will remember Rest it I'll remember peace. it by the end of this podcast I'll probably go oh yeah I meant that but it it, it is fun. And I think that is the majority of this comic is that. Yeah. So I think I am still a, I'll say a buy with a motion reader of one. I think it looks largely very good. Um, it captures the, the, that fun cartoonishness of mm. like fighting bee men. Um, bee men. Bee men, a bee lady, a queen who is, has weird yellow eyes and has a, she looks. It looks like fucking Frank Miller, the goddamn Batman, in here. You walk into her kitchen, and it's all yellow. Um, yeah, in a good way. To be fair, she's she looks, offering. She looks like it. I mean, the whole it. It looks like John Waters designed her. Honestly. Beehive hairdo. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. I, the I don't care about if if every issue gives me seventy percent fun adventure fighting weird monster thing and thirty yeah. percent. And nonsense, I don't care about. Shit. I still, I, I gotta, I, I still, I gotta like say, it. the dumb shit really isn't doing it for me. And I, I, it, it doesn't, it, it is enough to hold me back. I do not get over the my contempt of this character that I, <laughs> I will injure myself rolling my eyes at. Um, I, I, I can't sign off on it. Um, oh, we just need to convert you, Eric. That's what we gotta do. For what to be a Deathstroke fan? No, I there is a there is a Bruce Wayne murderer and Batman Bruce Wayne murderer Bruce Wayne fugitive series, and then it was a, a heavily featured Deathstroke, and it was a pretty good. It was pretty good. I um, imagine so. I'll read that and not this. No, you read that and then you go. Maybe I do want to read that Deathstroke nope. comic book. Nope, nope. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I have I have, have standards, my friend. Have room I, in your uh, heart. I respect oh, myself. Oh, okay, Mister. I buy I buy Scott Snyder comics. I thought I knew who you were. I, uh, you know, I'm just gonna read it for free. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah, that's a split decision on Deathstroke Inc. Number one, Bushmeter one. Our last book of the week is Inferno, 
number one of four, written by Jonathan Hickman, art Valerio Shidi, colors David Curiel, letters Joe Sabino. Uh, thing big. Uh, this is a hey thing. John, big. That's how you started big, that sentence. Big thing happening here. <laughs> X Men comic that is important. Again, I guess among the thing big important. <laughs> X-Men. What I did just literally I literally did just say my brain is not working anymore. I am I am I'm sorry, not, my friend. I'm not I, uh, joking about that. My brain I I I I'm did uh like did like the cat like sleep on your face and like you couldn't no. breathe. Like, Izzy, what happened? Izzy headbutted me when she was playing the other day and I think uh, it rattled something loose. Your, your brain you your there's something wrong with your medulla oblongata. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, it's like a water boy. So stupid. Such a stupid movie. It's so bad. It's terrible. And I still like it, but it's terrible. That might be the worst movie I genuinely like. The water boy. Yeah. It might be. It would, it would have Adam Sandler in it if that's right here. (laughs) Yes. But this is, by all accounts, the last comic Jonathan Hickman, the last X-Men comic Jonathan Hickman's going to write for a while, at least. That's what I've heard. That this is his big send off to his mm-hmm. denouement and leave the the rest of this the fallout of all this into in the hands of you know the, all the people have been working on all the different X books. Um, and maybe he'll come back and write maybe a, the stepping stone of the next chapter after all this is done. But this is starting to pay off some of the things that we saw in Dawn of X and mm-hmm. early on and with uh, with Moira and Moira. Moira McTaggart and Professor X, Magneto, uh, Mystique, Destiny, Nimrod. I love Nimrod. I love. I, Nimrod. I am. I am not overly familiar, uh, and I had forgotten all of this Moira McTaggart shit until reading this. And I'm like, it was just. I, it all came back to me. You're like, and oh right. And I'm like, oh yeah, all that shit's real. All that stuff that we were losing our minds about uh, when when all this stuff was was new to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a by God Jonathan Hickman comic. It's full yeah. of a lot of science fiction and and drama and mm. things like that. Um, it looks very, very nice. This is yeah. also all these books are going to be basically drawn by all the people that he's worked with over the past couple years. Um, I like it a lot. It's not surprising. Uh, I've liked all the Jonathan Hickman X Men books. I am still, I still like this. I am a buy. Yeah, I. Um, it is a bit of a a, a convoluted, a uh, bunch of Jonathan Hickman crazy. Um, I'm I'm still more or less on board for his self important horseshit, uh, and do have a fun time with this, and am still intrigued. And I'm okay getting more. Um, this is good. Mystique is is creating problems. I mean, I am who's, that reveal that that reveal the yeah. end worked on me. It worked. Woo. I went. I went. Oh Woo. shit! All right. Hell yeah! Let's yep. get this going. Yep. That uh, that Mis- was that was something. Mister Sinister literally laughing, <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> laughing and clapping. He's like, what yes. a fucking heel. He's oh like drama. God. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, he just, he's like like like. Miss, there's no way like Mister Sinister is just like the sassy gay friend. Like like there's there's like 
God Almighty, he's amazing. Mr. Sinister is like, I, I'm, I'll, I might die from all this, but I have 45 clones. Who cares? Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. It's inc- it's incredible. He's amazing. Um, yeah. Um, here for it. Um, I think I am ready for Hickman to to turn the reins over and to just have normal shit happening. I don't know. Like those are the stories that comfort me the most in this new X universe. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for. A, a sense of normality in 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 normalcy, whatever whatever words mean, uh, in in the in this little universe, um, I like this. I'm really interested to see payoff from this. I think it's going to be really crazy and intense. L- l- let's let's fucking go. Yeah, bye. I'm a bye. Easy yeah. enough. Easy peasy. Buy all this. Um, that's a double buy. Inferno number one. That's it. For floppies this week, we can move on to. I can't anymore with this. No, I'm done with shit. I'm over it. Somebody really should do something. I mean, in two episodes, might we might be able to do something about it? I think. Okay, maybe. Maybe. So we're just gonna procrastinate just a little bit more. I mean, that was the, basically the story of my life until like I was like 29. So yeah. Fair. Um, it's still there though. I can still, I can feel it. Like it, it's yeah. actually, it's actually not, I'm, I would hate to, I don't want to compliment the, 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 the crisis event, but it does mm-hmm. slightly cool my office. It's like not a little, mine. Mine's, it's like, I mean, I, I, I think that explains why I have the orange portal. Ah, uh, I got the cool I think, one. I think maybe, maybe, uh, whatever universe it is, is leaking, uh, heat energy into my office. Oh, it, I must have got the cold world then. Well, I mean, it would be siphoning heat out of your 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 office. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm not a crisis event physicist. I <laughs> uh, I just play one on the internet. Um, I'm, a, I'm an am- amateur crisisologist. Yeah, I you know I dabble. I I uh, I I uh, I know just I enough to be to, dangerous. I go out into uh uh fields and farmlands and take amateur photography of crisis portals uh, i, I run sky. a webcam uh on my truck yeah. my truck uh that i just yeah. let it run during crisis events and just let people on the internet watch it you know i mean everything is better if you do it in a truck truck's pretty good mm-hmm. i like truck as i was I'm saying pro, before pro, i was so brutally interrupted yeah, crisis event crisis event that's gonna pay off in Two more episodes, maybe. 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 It is time for checking in. Oh, we uh, we let That's the a normal we noise. Let, we let the segue go through this time crisis event. I see how it is. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Checking in <laughs> is the part of the show Eric and I talk about what we've been doing for the past couple weeks. Uh, talk about whatever we want to talk about. But mostly video games. I Lately. mean... It's okay. It is okay. Um, Eric, talk I'm, about some I'm, video I'm games. I'm happy to I'm happy to be able to have the headspace to talk about video games and I it's certainly much better for my mental health. What are uh wh- how is Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye? I have not finished it. I oh, keep no. stuck. I keep getting stuck on shit. I've heard I it's have really played hard. a lot of it. So I I I have really enjoyed it. I will say that 
it introduces I'm going to try and be as spoiler free um you know for for those of you listening at home or you know in the shower at the gym you know what all what uh wherever in the fuck you might be uh but I don't want to spoil it for Robbie who I I want him to play this game um but in true outer wilds um form it does there's there's no like play the expansion no play the dlc there's no picking it there's no loading a separate thing like you load it up and it's just the same fucking game that you played before and they're like oh uh we have a communications tower now <laughs> and that's it and you can go to the communications tower and there's very little information that it gives you. Uh, and you have to figure things out. Mm -hmm. It is a lot, starting the DLC is a lot like figuring out the final puzzle in uh, the original Outer Wilds, in that, at least in that, you have been led around kind of by the breadcrumbs of everything that has happened, and you are unearthing stuff left and right until you finally figure out all the puzzles and then you get to you figure out everything all the cards are on the table and then you have to beat the game and it does not even tell you that there's a way to do that you have to be the game has to be in your head mm -hmm. it has to be living in your fucking head rent free to figure out how to beat it <laughs> That is at least how it worked for me, because I was obsessed with the original Outer Wilds. Um, and I kept getting stuck on this. I finally figured it out. Um, I started the DLC. My jaw hit the floor multiple times. Um, it's really interesting. I'm really... I keep getting stuck on stuff. I keep trying to figure stuff out. I'm at another point where I kind of don't know what I need to do next. There are a bunch of kind of loose threads I need to figure out, but it is really interesting. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I think I think this is about as spoiler-free as I can go with it. Um as a as a teaser to say what it does. They might even say more than this. In the the preview for the game, it does expand the universe a little bit uh of um Outer Wilds. Um so I if if you had not played the original game, what's wrong with you? Go play go, it. Yeah, go play uh, Outer Wilds. Go do that. Outer Wilds is still one of my top games of all time uh, re will remain forever is an incredible work of art. This DLC is just kind of more of the same. Really cool, really fun. Um, more bespoke, fun, interesting, weird uh, mysteries to unearth in the same format. Uh, just, just good. If you never played the original, play it. If you played the original, play this. Um, I kind of, I kind of think. I don't know if someone who hasn't played the original should get them both, but I think they're both excellent and wholeheartedly recommend them. I think 
you play the if you haven't played the original, you play it. The original sells the idea of oh, there's more. Yeah. So yeah, I think you, if you haven't played the original, just go play the original. I don't if unless you can buy them both at like a steep discount, but. Outer Wilds is fantastic. One of the best games I've ever played. So you should. It's incredible. It's, you it's should truly go, incredible. You should go play it if you haven't, regardless. Um, I have more video games to talk about. What? I have I have so many games that are just open-ended right now. Um, it's a little heartbreaking. I'm also trying to stay very busy doing things. But I, I will say uh, I have some thoughts for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Metroid Dread, would you like to hear them? I, I've, yes, I've seen several. I've seen multiple kinds of opinions on the internet about Metroid Dread about my the people I follow, and it seems like it <laughs> yes. seems like it it's is, a, a it's a hot a, ticket, a, a, a quite a variety of opinion on it, honestly. Right, and I I think that it is. I mean, it is. Um, people have people have charged emotions about it. Um, it is the first quote-unquote 2D uh, Metroid game. Uh, you know, a Metroid platforming in the style of, you know, basically the genre that the series created, the Metroidvania genre. Um, it is the return to form on that, uh, a spiritual successor, if you if you will, to uh, Super, Super Metroid and the Game Boy games, whichever, whichever, whichever awesome, uh, I think it was a Game Boy Advance game um, with the sax in it, which I had all, entirely forgotten that I would played entirely through, but incredible game. Um, so I knew I was going to get it, didn't pre-order anything, but I got it the day it came out. Um, had it installed for me when I got home from work, started playing for about an hour got very frustrated immediately um, because it is front-loaded with all kinds of um, explanations of things and recaps of what what the Metroid series is, which a little bit of that fanfare is fine. Like, you want to see the cool pictures of Samus and talk about all the crazy stuff that she's done. And it goes over the basically the 2D canonical part of Metroid, which I love. I love that it does that. But it's just like that whole first hour, hour and a half is just like unnecessary cinema scene, unnecessary cinema scene, unnecessary cinema scene, just blap, 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 blap. And it is a little annoying. Um, and then after that, it takes the kid gloves off and starts just bitch slapping you over and over. And... I realized playing this, oh my god, Super Metroid is a really fucking easy game. <laughs> and Metroid Dread is not easy. It is uh, borderline mean um, <laughs> in some places. Or at least, let's say, there are a lot of very unforgiving monsters you take... I, I would say, and this is, I think, I think this is kind of... Uh, a direction that Nintendo is going into that they are really looking at their oldest games and trying to capture something about them. I don't know if you've ever played the first Metroid game, but it is hard as fuck. Mm -hmm. It definitely has some of that NES incredible difficulty for no reason. And Metroid Dread has some of that. Um, 
one of the weird things. Like, it doesn't fit with Metroid, but it kind of makes this Metroid its own unique thing, and I kind of like it a lot now, um, is that there is a monster that has instant kills, and you have you have to. You cannot go forward into the next part you need to explore with, like, without going into his region. He has a huge sort of hunting ground where he stalks you. Um, did I say that the monster is called an Emmy? The Emmy has a whole, like, Emmy zone. You have to go through it. You have to run from him. You have to hide. And if he catches you, basically nine plus times out of ten, you're just dead. Like, he just barely touches you and you're dead. Instant kill. Yeah, and it it does. Like, I kind of wish that it didn't trigger... It triggers a stupid, like, um, what's the Don Bluth game? Dragon... What is it? What am I thinking of? Dragon, Dragon Quest? Dragon Quest? Dragon... No, not Dragon Quest. That's the... That's the RPG. What am I thinking of? The the Don Bluth game. What am I thinking of? Dragon's Lair? Dragon's Lair. It triggers a Dragon's Lair death. Push the button. It's It literally is. Push a button at the right second that you have no idea a, when a, it is. A quick time event? Yeah. Like, and I wish that it wouldn't do that. I wish that it just killed me on screen because I feel like that would emotionally feel scarier. Because that's what I want. I want to be afraid of the of the stupid Emmy. Like, but you game over so much in this. You have so little life. The enemies are super strong. Uh, it is genuinely difficult to get um, to get your power ups and stuff, and to to you know to get your buffs and and be a stronger Samus. Um, but if you have appreciated the dark soulsification trend of video games and just harder video games in general. Um, I think this is solid. It's a very good game. I like it more and more the more I play it, um, despite having felt really grumpy when I first started. <laughs> but very good. Very good game. Uh, full marks. Good successor to Metroid. Um... I'd say just download it and fucking get good, Scrub. Exactly. Yeah. I if probably... you need to play on easy mode, I am sorry. There's no easy mode for this. I watch uh... watch a watch a watch a playthrough on Twitch. Yeah. I probably I will absolutely play it. I goes to the eye. I don't know if I'll play Dread. I've never. I would, rec- I've never... I would recommend both of them. You don't really care for other Metroids. I've never played. I I played. I think. I've never beaten any of the, you know, NES or Super mm-hmm. Metroid. I never beat them. I played them a lot, but I never beat them. I think I only Metroid. I made. I beat. I played and beat Metroid Prime, the first one on GameCube, and that was it. Yes, I think that's the only Metroid game I've ever. It's an interesting one. That that's your. That's your first and only kind of. That's the only. That's the one that latched onto me. That I don't. I might. I might pick it up on like sale. The problem is Nintendo never puts stuff on fucking discount. They just. It's full no, price they're, for they're, 10 years. They're very, right. No, they're very anti-discount, and that's and then, just... Then they, put it in okay. the, then they put it in the Nintendo vault. You don't get to play it anymore. Um, well, I mean, I, you know, whatever you do, do not, uh, do not resort to piracy. That is a trend 
on uh, Twitter today. People are mad about emulators because, of course, Almighty, are they? Do they work for Nintendo? Like, what's I guess they. I mean, everyone is really worried that AAA game developer, bit like probably like, I don't know, maybe the second or third biggest game company on earth. I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, Nintendo's fine. They're like, God Almighty, Pokemon Go is one of the biggest, one of the biggest money makers ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Record um, record profits last year. Yeah, Pokemon Go probably made more money than um, Avengers Endgame. Total? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, not even close. Pokemon Go is... I mean, I've contributed to that. I, <laughs> I spent I'm money sorry. on Pokemon Go. <laughs> it was I've, fun I for a while. Not, I never did. I never did. Um, Here, I'll segue. Uh, I played a video game as well, Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an old game though. It's not new. It came out. I've the, been playing brand brand new, brand new game, brand new three year old game, or at least three, maybe four years at this point. Sea of Thieves. Uh, I think I checked in with this when it first came out. Uh, because I played it then. It is a part of Xbox Game Pass. Um, for both PC and the console. So if you have either, you can play it for what is the cost of your monthly subscription. Um, which is why I'm playing it again. Um, also, my wife has gotten into it with a friend, and she had said, hey, you, I I played it back when it first came out. I didn't, wasn't that impressed with it. It felt kind of empty. Uh, they've added a lot to Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves it was has really, a lot more stuff in it now. It was really having a moment earlier in 2021, I, I, I want to say. Maybe it was 2020, late 2020. But I remember whenever the all the sea shanty bullshit mm-hmm. was going around... Like the Sea of Thieves was like a huge game on Twitch. Yeah, and I I understand why now because I I went back and played it. I'm like, wow, there's like yeah. things to do now in this game. Like when I first played it, there's like very little to do, and now there's so much to do. Uh, probably helped that my wife like has played a lot, and now she could be like a guide uh, for me. And maybe it's just because I'm playing with people. You know, playing with another mm-hmm. person helps makes the game a lot more full makes more full fleshed out makes you feel like you're actually on a pirate ship working with someone I, you know piloting stuff right and i think that was also part of the the uh the appeal uh back earlier when because people were you know still very cooped up um quarantining coronavirusing and they could hang out on a on a pirate ship with a bunch of their buds and go get booty go get some booty shoot some skeletons Skellingtons. Um, some skeletons. Yeah, it's your brother. Some of those, some of those, some of those skeletons. It's your brother's fault. I mean, that, Brad that, is at the center of a lot of problems. That's his. It's his fault. He's the one who introduced skeletons to both me and Kim's vocabulary. Now that's all we that we only say skeleton. We never say the goddamn word skeleton. It's funny because I, I, I definitely like I would associate it with Kim more than I would associate it with uh, with my brother. Well, she did, we, what, we we when we were playing D and D together. Mm-hmm. With with your brother, he would mm-hmm. always call a skeleton a skeleton a skellington, and what a dummy! It just stuck. <laughs> what a silly bitch my uh, brother is. Yep, uh, but I I only I've only have not played a lot, uh, but it's I if you it, I would say that hey if you have Game Pass, and you maybe dismiss Sea Thieves because you're like ah it does there's not much there. Uh, they've certainly added a lot more gameplay to it. Um, mm. If you can find another person to play with, it 
adds a lot, I think. Um, I'll probably be playing more of it. It was a lot of fun. I think it's always been a good game. I just have never, I've never pulled the trigger to get it my own self. And I don't need more games to play right now. Like, sincerely, I could, I could easily, like, explore in Outer Wilds, and all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, four hours is gone. What the fuck? I'm yeah. upset. I, I still have Eastward I need to play. I'm still playing Sable. Um, Into the Pit I is coming wanna, out I soon. I do want to play Eastward. Into the Pit is coming out soon. I want to play that. I just bought the Big Con. That's a short game, so I can maybe fit that in real quick. But uh, other things, it's all miscellaneous, small stuff. I have not, I've been working a lot. I have a book coming out next month um, that is ready to go as soon as I get a cover. Um, I am going to be selling books in person at the uh, Horror, Horror for the Holidays uh, Bazaar at... Uh, the Palmer Event Center here in Austin Thanksgiving weekend. If you are an Austin native or if you'll be in Austin for Thanksgiving weekend, uh, come in. Tickets are 10 bucks. I will be selling books in person if you want to say hello and buy some books for me. I would love you. I will sign a book for you. I'll love you regardless. Mention a podcast. I'll give you 10% discount on anything you buy. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that'll happen, but hey, it's there. I bought it. So I buy, I'm, getting, I'm gearing up for that and I got a new tattoo. Which is cool. I didn't even know that was a thing that... I don't think you told me that that was a thing you were wanting to do. Maybe you did. I mentioned it to you in Chicago. Okay. Based on the Dusty Roads... I start to say that, and I'm like, wait a minute. Based based on the Dusty Roads uh, View Never Changes promo. Um, yes. I got the tattoo done. It. Uh, I will, I'll send you a picture, Eric, as soon as it doesn't look gross. You ready to talk about the Punisher, Eric? <laughs> I think I'll take that as a yes. It is time for our final segment. It's time for checking in. Not checking in. God damn it. <laughs> Here we go. It's time for Dorma Book Club. I'm doing real good today. Nerdboy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I sign a longer collective work discussing in depth like you would a book in a book club, except it is a comic book. We are discussing The Punisher, the epic collection, Circle of Blood, the first epic collection of The Punisher, which basically details his first solo miniseries, his first solo ongoing, includes uh, an issue of Daredevil, uh, with a there's a brief Daredevil crossover as well, and a graphic novel and is also included. You get all kinds of Punisher junk in here. Lots of different kinds of Punisher. Um, I've been wanting to look back at this a long time. Read some... Like I read the hell out of the Punisher when I was a kid. Love the I don't Punisher. Think, I, don't think, I don't think I ever did. Punisher is... is Punisher is an angry, edgelord boy's character. Like, like he even... He even tries on multiple occasions to get himself an Asian waifu in this in this uh, book. The, the, um, I, this is I... this is this is this is this is uh, Punisher is the fantasy of uh, of a uh, like a pole four chan reader. Um, you know, gets his Asian wife among among a world of sheep. He is the wolf. Uh, <laughs> gets to shoot shoot people with bazookas and yeah, kill terrorists and fight uh myth fight uh mythical criminals that don't exist in real life. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, scowl all the time. Oh, never smile. Yeah, I'm smiling is 
smiling is for cock. It's for sheep. Um, Soy boys, which they, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, you can't. It, I mean, that's why they do call smiling a soy face now. Um, <laughs> so don't, 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 do not. F- Frank, Frank Castigli only. Uh, you can't, you can't soy face. I, this book is absolutely bizarre. It is certainly not all one thing. I mean, I. it is one, there is multiple different writers and artists in this so mm. obviously you're getting different takes on the character none of them are too divorced from each other really but even in in like any one of these runs that we get the three it's basically three different versions you know like you have the miniseries version and then you have the original ongoing version and then you get this graphic novel version we get at the end of this collection any of them though within them just weird like i one People are like, well, what is why do all, why, why, why do all these cops claim the Punisher, you know, as yeah. a symbol? I'm like, because they fucking invited it in this multiple times, even in this one collection. Well, it's actually like there's a I can't not bring up ContraPoint. She does <laughs> a whole a whole essay that's basically this. <laughs> that's basically why the cops love the Punisher. And why people are just kind of nut. The whole the whole idea is about uh, retribution and how it's tied in with justice. And the whole idea of the Punisher, you know, that there's like this myth that people are soft on crime, and we need to we need to just gun down the scumbags, you know, the the creeps, the, yeah, the the the, the maggots, the old, the, yeah, the fashy rhetoric of. Um, the 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 children of Frank Miller, which this is this is all the most Frank Milleriest shit. Um, to to have Frank Miller writing nothing in here, like you can you you can smell you can smell Frank Miller on every page. Um, it just doesn't have any additional subtlety or artistry on top of what what Frank Miller would bring to like those some daredevil it, books or Batman some books. Of it, some of it, I mean, and there are definitely some, some things that Frank Miller lacked subtlety and, and artistry. Um, well, like and after I, those and I, and I, I, I would argue that there are definitely some stories in here that are not, there, there are good stories in here. There are palatable stories in here. There are pretty poor stories in here. There's some, there's some gross, weird, kind of racist, mostly drawing, I think, in here. Yeah. There's weird, strange, uh, offensive shit in here. I mean, whatever, we don't need to play Let's Cancel Old Comic. But, like, there's there's also, like, I don't know, some fairly thoughtful, uh, progressive stuff in here, too. Like... The Punisher takes on a a white nationalist like anti-Semitic organization. For they don't call it out a lot, but it's in here. It it is, you know. And I think for like what eighty seven, eighty nine, mm-hmm. somewhere in there when it was late eighties yeah. released. Yeah. Um. I don't think that's bad. I think that was a tough pill to swallow in those days. Uh. And I think people didn't like even realized it was the thing. You know, I don't think people people 
we're really kind of sleeping on that shit. Um, I think that's the thing that's so... That's why I use the word bizarre before I use anything yeah. else. Because there is... There is a lot of what I was expecting of kill criminals, kill, kill drug dealers, kill crackheads. Yeah. Let's like there's extended just sequence here like crackheads are scum and they deserve to die and stuff like yeah. that. And people the, were really, really, really fucking afraid of crackheads in the 80s and 90s. Like it, like they like he blows them up with a bazooka and you're just like, wh- OK, but then there's then there is that that part that the what two issues uh, most of these are mm-hmm. like a lot of these arcs are like two issues of something because frank fights them has a setback and then he kills them all that is inevitably yeah. how the shape of a lot of these stories are regardless of what he's fighting it is he fights something he has a setback and then he ends up killing everything bring bring back that kind of comic book storytelling frankly it's uh, ha- ha- frankly Frankly, it's uh, refreshing, you know, to not have a, a six-issue uh, story art that, it, that tells no story. It's all air. Uh, that's them, like, sitting in the kitchen talking um, about nothing. Um, to have a whole self-contained story in an issue or two, uh, to get to a point and tell this much story, I, I think is solid. I still appreciate that. Oh yes, um, I mean I the, when I mean like oh this is it brings up this brings brings up a lot of nostalgia for me because I read a lot of these comics, but it's also like I think it's a, a mode of like comic, comic book storytelling that I still think is valuable and should be used. Like just having like here's here's your your serialized character, they have a two issue story and that's it. You don't have to read. An yeah. eight, a six issue arc you don't have to read a 12 issue arc you read two issues and it tells you a story and you're like oh yeah and it and it feels satisfactory it has a beginning a middle and end um but like it's that like okay so there's a lot of that expected kind of racist and or i don't know i don't even know what the words to describe it but you know uh, i think exp- the things i expected the offensive things that mm-hmm. i expected to be here and then there's that 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 arc where he does fight like this you know these these white nationalist uh maniacs you know racist whatever these, yeah there's these guys running around the desert talking about the fucking jq basically um anti-semitic yeah yeah, all yeah that like stuff. really really laying out some pretty gross uh talking points there i was quite impressed uh to see it in here and maybe i don't know maybe they just thought it was cartoony and over the top i think maybe we've just had it become way more relevant yeah so it it doesn't feel uh, it it feels way more real than a lot of this other stuff like a guy in a in a fez trying to buy plutonium and he is quote unquote arab or this or whatever or this cult yeah. leader you know who wants to who takes them to guyana and i yeah i can't i don't know if i like the cult leader arc or not i don't I, know how i feel about I, it i am i do not like it um i think it's interesting but i don't ultimately i don't enjoy it um mm-hmm. i don't think i really enjoy it either but i don't know if i feel more positively or negatively about the fact that it's even in here like it is a it is a a wholly um 
an entirely, I mean to say, uh, fabricated kind of person. I mean, maybe, I'm trying to think, like, Waco was more, like, 90s, wasn't it? So it wouldn't have happened by now. I'm yeah, really wondering. Waco was 92. Um, maybe this also, was, like, like on, Jonestown they were kind of responding to. Yeah, this to. is clearly uh, uh, something from Jonestown. Heaven, and, Heaven's Gate people. Yeah, Heaven's Gate was 97, even, so that was even Oh, was it? On. Yeah. Heaven's Gate wasn't Jonestown? I'm crazy. Okay. There are different things, yeah. I've, I'm sorry that I didn't realize that there, have, there were many, many nut nut jobs. In I, the write world. A, I write a lot about cults and horror novels, so I know a lot about That's cults okay. in real life. Well, thank you for, for correcting me, sir. We, I'm glad to, to have you with your expertise here. <laughs> my cult my cult expertise. Um, but... And then, like, so that's weird. That's a weird, like, little, like, and then there's, like, the, oh, he fights terrorists who are buying plutonium from the mob. And, like. It's a little, it's a little icky. Yeah. yeah. And you're, like, okay. But then, this is the one that's most bizarre to me. Like, all that stuff I can buy. Like, that, okay, that, that, like, and some of it's surprisingly good. Like, the stuff with that fighting the, the, the you know, the, the nationalist, white nationalist people. But. This arc with the stock traders and the serial killer—it's weird, right? It's, it's uh, so it, bizarre. It, it basically, it basically is. What if the Punisher was fighting? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Bateman. Patrick Bateman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, American Psycho. It's it's literally that. Uh, plus, there's is this the, is it also the one with the the giant guy? And the ninja, yep the 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 ninja billionaire boys club, yes, whatever in the fox going the, on. A lot of weird like, what stuff a, happening. What a what a convoluted mess that was, and it it was trying to make a statement because uh, Frank's like, you know, I have limited time and resources. Let the police handle the slasher. Uh, I'm I'm taking out these people that are uh, doing a huge. A, a, a huge economic crime, which I think is, you know, kind of based that uh, that the Punisher well, is going after white collar uh, criminals. Here, the, the, I, I, that's the, that's half of it, Eric. Because I go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you have the Punisher going after white collar criminals, white collar crime, but then he, multiple times, not just once, at least twice, maybe three times, he he's like. You don't mess with America's economic system. Yeah. Or like, you don't mess with Wall Street. I'm like, don't tinker with that. And I'm like, why? Like, I'm like, why does Frank Castle care? <laughs> I think maybe, maybe, I, I, I don't know. This is the the politics of this. Like, I think, I think maybe people really just had, had more, less polarized points of view. Like, they just had grab bags of all kinds of wackadoo shit mm -hmm. in in this era i don't fucking know i, I think mean, there, it, it i does, think it, i think you have a it, i think you have something there though that this does definitely feels like punisher just faces like a carnival of villains yeah where it's like oh yeah. this is like a cartoonish terror terrorist stereotype here's a uh, like like a kkk analog here's yeah. here's patrick bateman here's a jonestown like oh okay i i think that it's I, and i and i i think there's a version of this but there is i don't know if there is any real 
social commentary here, or at least it doesn't work for you and me. No. You know? Um, no, certainly not. I think, like, there is a world where, uh, where a character like the Punisher, you know, who is this, like, I'm just so mad about all the bad shit in the world and I have to do something about it. Um, and he takes on these big cartoon character villains um, that represent evils that we feel in the world. And probably if, if, like, if you and I wrote that story in 2021, probably we would look like big dumb clowns in 26, 20, 2041 or whatever, you know, mm, or 30 years later, 51. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're gonna, we would look really dumb, I think. Um, I, I don't know that it would, would last forever because like, what are they upset about here? They're upset about, uh, the drug war that, that was created by the United States. Um, so, and I think that's, that is even indicative of kind of how the, like, that's kind of how these comics work, like. Let's point a gun at a symptom and not worry about the disease. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I think that even Frank kind of says that a little bit. Like, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a short-term guy or whatever he says. There's a couple allusions to it about, like, I'm, yeah. I, whatever I do, it will get anything I, anything I kill, anybody that I kill or any problem I get rid of, it will just get replaced by a new one. Yeah. And you're like, and then it feels like they're hinting at that. You know, they're hinting mm -hmm. at him just stopping symptoms and not getting at the disease. But then they always kind of just shy away. They back away from it. Well, I mean, that kind of, that kind of quote unquote justice, that's what it does. You know, it is a, it is a cycle of violence begetting violence. And it is why we have some degree of laws. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I liked how it did end, at least before the the um, the graphic novel section. Yeah, um, which maybe we should even talk about sort of as its own entity. But with Daredevil, and they have him as a direct foil, which I think they're they're great together. Yes, um, Daredevil, like basically they are the same, the same like working class uh boots on the ground uh need to stop crime you know mm -hmm. i am i am crime fighting guy i'm going to beat up bad guys but it is so interesting and, the, and it happens more in the daredevil issue than in the punisher issue uh where uh, matt is talking about he actually represents the killer Mm -hmm. and says, I'm going to help you get a plea deal. I'm going to help you get better. And the idea of um, uh, restorative justice, the idea about rehabilitation. You can go to prison, um, and yes, yeah. you'll you'll lose some of your freedoms, but you'll have an internal self. You'll have, you still have an ability to improve yourself. You can still weightlift. You can still study things in the li prison library, et cetera, et cetera. It feels very much like, mm -hmm. and the and the and the criminal at the end, he's like, 
and he he backs out. He's going to kill himself, and he backs off. He's like, "No, you're right. I can. Maybe I can improve. Maybe I can rehabilitate myself. Be a better person." I think I don't. I I I think that it is interesting that they specifically contrast them against each other uh, that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Daredevil issue is. I think one is just like the, the Daredevil issue is written by Anne Nascenti, um, drawn by J.R.J.R. Um, and for one, I that I also read a shit ton of that era of Daredevil. It, mm-hmm. I I've always preferred her Daredevil run than to any of Frank Miller's, even though Frank Miller's Daredevil stuff is really good. Really good. It uh, her I preferred her probably just a lot of it's some nostalgia, but also the way she treated. Like we see, I I forgot that Typhoid Mary was in that issue like that's in like i've forgotten like and her interconnectedness of the plots and how like oh yeah mary's here and we see kingpin and and you see that direct juxtaposition of how daredevil treats criminals and how punisher treats a criminal and how that daredevil issue gives that criminal who's just in in punisher that we see the read the punisher issue first and he's just a dude who has poisoned some medicine because he worked yeah. at the plant and they fired him because we don't know why. We just know he he got fired and he's angry. And so he poisoned some stuff and killed a handful of people. And now the Punisher he wants is, to murder him. He is lifting weights in a Speedo in his apartment for hours and dropping the weight like a big dumbass lunkhead. Don't drop the weight if you're in your apartment. He, dude. he, he lives. He lives in this on the second floor. His neighbors were upset. They should be. And they're like, "Hey, don't drop the weight." You should. They don't drop the weight, dude. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. I think, like, I think people should get Punisher shot in the face just for that. <laughs> you know what? I That's... think you can really tell that this issue is written by a woman because the the girl character is a person. Um, I I I like I like Typhoid Mary in this. I've not read much else with her. Oh in man, it. she's a great. She's really interesting. She is in my. This. She is my of all my like. There's Daredevil has a, a great rogues gallery over the years. Um, I always liked her the most. Typhoid Mary was always my favorite Daredevil mm-hmm. villain slash love interest slash even yeah. side side character sidekick at times like he she would pair up with daredevil and fight help fight him fight with him sometimes but innocenti her run was built on like hey we empathize with these criminals show the human side of them and like in mm-hmm. that you know the punisher issue we get no humanity in this yeah. guy he's just a lunatic who needs to die in the daredevil issue we oh he was fired because he was a good worker and he worked real hard and he was good at his job. And then a computer came in and he couldn't handle it. He's, he couldn't adapt and he got fired and he got angry. And boomer. (laughs) I mean, it's not a lot. It is something to show. There's a degree of humanity. Like he was a person and this is why he did these crimes. Not because he just isn't some mindless killer. He gets his own narration even. Yeah. True, which is I really interesting. Yeah, and then he gets I, I I love him watching the Punisher and Daredevil fight, and I love the the way that he's like, oh, I have a gun now, I'll shoot, and then a Daredevil flings a Billy club, yeah, 
properly. The last thing he just sees the Billy the Billy Cup flying at him. I don't remember nothing after I don't, that. I, after that, I just don't remember. I'm like, well, it's because you got wonk, fucking, you got we got wanged in the head by a Billy Club. Fucking dude. Muscle Gallagher took it. <laughs> yeah, got it, got it in the face. Muscle Gallagher. Muscle yeah, it's real good. But those Anacenti books is is. Are, are always great. I I need to I need to find a collection of those because those are like mm. that's again that's also my childhood. Just all those that that era of Daredevil. Um, but I think that is that that I think that shows you just how like how they treated the, like I don't know. This is the thing that I, the question that came up after when you read those two issues and they're near the end of the collection before the graphic novel at least. And I had this question like, is no which which is this which of these is true? Is it they wrote the Punisher. This they wrote that comic that way because this is a Punisher comic. You can't write a villain in a Punisher comic that has any depth. Yeah, because they're gonna die, or at least try. Like they, he doesn't kill that guy, but every they, other villain gets murdered. They have to all be masked stormtroopers. Yeah, you know they have to. I mean, that's there's a reason that all of the bad guys in like all of this era's movies, you know. Creeps, love dehumanized. Love, love that stupid like that. I mean, like that's the and that's the history of the. I like. I wanted to mention like the history of Punisher is like outborn out of Death Wish b- movies, like the yeah. Charles Bronson stuff, like and and Dirty Harry. Like it's, it's that ve- tradition. No, it is. It's it's it very much is just a bunch of action movie tropes. And I think like what else do you make these people like? They have to be petty thugs and they have to be drug dealers and they have to be the dregs of humanity like what else are they that you're just going to have someone gunning a bunch of people down i mean they literally like started putting guys in punisher outfits in the first story just to give him a faceless mob of whatever's to gun down yeah and it's and it it very it's the question is like, did they do that for just for practical matters? Like we can't give these people character because he's going to kill them. And then we'll, people won't like the Punisher, but, or is it like a reflection on the, is this comic trying to, you know, sell those views of like, no, these people don't have, who cares? Kill them. And I don't know if it matters, honestly, because at the end of the day, sometimes it just, it, a book like this, I think, sells that ideal regardless of what its intent is. It sells like, no, they're criminals, so we kill them. And you see that reflected in a lot of people who idolize the Punisher. Yeah. And Frank Castle. It, you know, and yeah. of like, oh, no, they're, they don't have, it doesn't matter what the reason was for committing a crime. They're criminals. They're drug dealers. They did drugs. Kill them. I, I, um, really can recommend justice part one quite a lot from uh contrapoints um because yeah it is an interesting thing that that terrible urge you know that lust for mindless violence like it it um it really exists in all of us like i remember watching the first taken movie uh and feeling really uncomfortable with myself when it got to the end where he was like fighting the the friggin' sex slavers or whoever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, hurt him, and I'm and I had that thought, and I'm like, oh god, I don't, I don't like that. That's a that is a lizard brain impulse. Get him. Uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a get him moment. Um, but it's it is 
you know, even people that are quote unquote gentler about it, and this is like it, it I'm taking this directly from said video, um that it is the same as the the Schadenfreude of like the 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 people mad at the Karens or you know, someone says something racist online and gets fired, or the lady gets arrested the, for the, calling the police, uh, you know, incorrectly or the, whatever. The leopards ate my face crowd as well, I would say. Yeah, yeah. No, people, people, people love that garbage, and they can't, they can't wait for, um, they, they, they cannot wait for that. Everyone is looking for it. Even to the, even to the extent of like people making fake clickbait and people really overstating the case of things, you know, um, um, like I, I, I don't know that that people really are dying of taking that much ivermectin, you know. I I, I imagine it is a thing, but I think people it's a very, are, it's are a very, it's very isolated. It's not. It's yeah. not a lot of people. There's no, certainly I, people I, taking I'm, it, but they're just getting sick. They're not dying. Yes. I I I think people are basically building this mythology that like people that they don't like are all going out and dying and getting sick. And there are certainly a lot of dumb people doing bad dumb things, and I think that their voice is amplified and or the spotlight is a little too intensely on them. Um but it is just it is our thirst for I don't know lizard brain feelings about uh, uh, retributive justice. I, I, it. Uh, that's that. That's the old Punisher. That's who he is. You know the 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 world is not mean enough. So I'm gonna be a big mean man, mm-hmm. and I'm going to gun down people on the street because that's who the problem is. It's always. It's always a bad guy with a gun. It's it's it's, never... it's a it's a person, not a system. Yeah, exactly. And there's there's even there's even like in the multiple like there's like six epilogues or six um, little essays at the back of this, and I uh, lightly read a couple of them, and one of them literally it uses the word like some liberal, and I can't. I don't know how much irony they're putting in that, but it still has that. It still has that. Uh, it still it still has that um, that tone of like the Dark Knight Returns and like the how the 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 psychologist is like the Joker's fine, and then he gets killed by the Joker. Yeah. You know, like the the only problem is we're not nice to him, and then he gets murdered. Is the psychologist the count? Huh? The psychologist, the, this fake psychologist, the psychologist who who likes the Joker is the count. Is he go one Joker problem, two Joker? You were doing the count accent. Oh, that's, like, that's I mean, I, I, that's, that's that good. was the, that was the joke I was making. Um, the graphic novel, um, which is where where Frank Castle gets his second Asian waifu. Yeah, that's one thing that's weird in this is, like, it varies back and forth. Like, the original miniseries, Frank is, like, this chaste 
This mm-hmm. like no, I will die. I am still in love with my wife. Yes, she's dead, but, but it doesn't matter. But in, but in but in this one, he is the original libertarian guy with an Asian wife. <laughs> he very much is. He's and he's like yeah. he's like uses a disguise and then has sex with his woman and yeah. And she, like she knows that it's Frank Castle. I think he still thinks that she doesn't know, which just makes him look like a big dummy. To be fair. Um, I mean, it's the Punisher. He, he is, is a, a big dummy. Yeah, he is. A, I mean, to be fair, like every single, almost every issue of the, this is like the Punisher trying something and it fails and he just manages to get his way out of it because he's good at shooting. Yeah. It's like, oh, the gas thing didn't work. Yeah, I shoot him. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, man, my grenade didn't go off. I have a shotgun. It's fine. It's fine. Um. <laughs> Yeah, this is a little bit longer uh, story than anything else. Um, you know, it builds up characters a little bit more. I do appreciate the supporting cast of the 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 the, the female assassin and her her protege, mm-hmm. and the 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 sushi restaurant killers. I don't know if you noticed this, but in the first first couple pages of this. The Punisher literally kills Lupin the Third and Fujiko Mine and Jigen and uh, Goemon from Lupin the Third, the cartoon. I did That's not know that. Literally, who those people are. Uh, he is renamed Arsene Jordan the Third. Uh, Lupin's Lupin uh, Lupin's name is Arsene Lupin. Um, Very and there are ex- there there are exactly one to one mappings. Of all of those characters, I mean, it it really gives it away that fucking Goemon is there, a goddamn samurai uh, <laughs> in the middle of fucking New York City or wherever the shit. Frank um, is like, I got an Uzi. Yeah. Get, get that anime manga bullshit out of here. Uh, I mean, Goemon has, has cut a lot of bullets in his day. Um, There's also moments in this where I pointed i like i consciously like frank gassel would not call anything a machine gun i agree with you on that machine gun is a very um that's something written, i that's written, written, i would i would call something a machine gun frank castle would know exactly I of, what i called a lot of things a machine gun in the 80s but i was also six years old yeah he would know the make and model of that rifle whatever yeah. the hell it was he would know what kind of bullets it fired. You yeah, know? him calling it a Galashnikov or whatever the, he was calling the AK. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's that's on brand for him. Him putting the wrong bullets in the revolver and then it exploding. That's on brand for him. Um, machine gun is just adorable. It it really does. It sounds like, like a thing. That it's a, like a G.I. Joe word, basically. Yeah. Well, that one guy does look exactly the 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 white nationalist, the anti semite. Literally, does look like a GI Joe. Like he has a grenade, like like sewn on to his his cac is his chino vest, <laughs> and he's got a big red fucking mustache or whatever. Mm-hmm. He he basically is a GI Joe character. It's so silly. It's amazing. Um, but the poor, the poor young assassin kid gets shot by Frank as, uh, he's trying to kill the final target in this thing. And it goes out like a hero. He's got a, he's gets a, he gets a Viking death. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's weird that th- this 
ends with like the Punisher being kind. You know, him for basically forgetting about uh Ra- Raiko and her yeah organization. He's like, oh, I, you know, if they were an assassin's guild, I'd absolutely have to kill them. I guess I don't know about that anymore. I forgot about that. We're gonna we're gonna move on. I have affection for. And it's not that I don't I don't necessarily mind that like that's actually nuance you know that's that's growth with a character it just doesn't necessarily jive with uh, everything else we read yeah that is that really is kind of Frank Castle's um, that is his character is that he has no he no character growth he is he is worse than Batman in that stuck in the past. There's a there's a lot of feeling of this that this is Batman but worse. <laughs> it really is. It reminded me. I I mean, especially all that. It reminded me. Some, that's what it, uh, it reminded me of. This strangely enough, you mentioned Batman, Eric. Mm. It reminds me of Batman the animated series. Whenever yeah. Bruce would go in disguise. Yes, and there's a lot of there's a lot of corny mustaches and and he's. Uh, like him dressed My up as name a... is Frank Punishiano. I'm not the Punisher. <laughs> Absolutely not the Punisher. And then my, I mean, at least the graphic novel, like it seems like it was making fun of it because he comes in, he's yeah. like, I am, I'm, I'm John Everyman. And, yeah, and every then, single and person like in the place is like, like the oh, shit. Punisher. Yeah, the, the Punisher is sitting in the front of the house. Let's. Hey, let's fucking go do something. Hey, man, we should ask, we should ask him if he wants to join. That'd be yeah. fucking awesome if the Punisher oh joined. Oh that'd be fucking awesome. Don't don't piss him off, dude. He's big, <laughs> really, really big. He's real big. Um, I don't. I, I I think that's. I don't know. The graphic novel is probably the best. Uh, like writing Frank as a character, as a real like yeah. character, not just this stereotype, not just a trope of de- I am Deathwish the man. I yeah. am Frank Deathwish. <laughs> castle the punisher um i do want to say despite any like and it does vary there's a few different artists throughout this Mm. i i klaus jansen in particular so good um i love the art i love the art in basically all of this even the worst of it i still like it yeah there's there's a lot of um there are problems yeah there are problems with the art in in every issue but I can I can find something and be like I like how that's drawn, even like the 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 grotesque fucking horrible uh, stereotype dude from the the prison segment, the dude that is basically like the the guy that like haunted Strom Thurmond's nightmares. Um, I am I am scary black man. Yeah, like that dude, like. I don't think a human being has ever really looked like that. Like it's like he is about as realistic as the jigsaw guy. Um which I'll just say there he is a Dick Tracy villain. Mhm. Um in The Punisher. Um and I, I don't know. It's like it's like, it's that corny Scooby-Doo villain shit. Mm-hmm. Um and I I don't I don't hate it for that. No. But like Jesus Christ, like that this this panel this panel of the guy, he never wears a shirt, ever. No. Not once. He is naked the whole time. But this panel of him where he is about to shoot 
uh, he's about to shoot Frank with the soda bottle silencer. Yeah, home homemade silencer. Yeah, it looks it looks like it looks like it it looks like Robert it looks like R. Crumb drew it, making fun of this kind of thing, but in his own edge lord way. Like it's really really kind of icky to see. Yeah, it's yeah, really it's, horrifying. I mean, it's it look it it looks like it's straight out of Coal Black and the Seven Dwarves. It it's is horrifying. It, yeah, see. there's. I mean, it's not the those are that original miniseries is the worst of it. Um, yeah, of the like cartoonish racial stereotype drawings, uh, and it's really. I I again, it's like I I think remember when we read that uh that Tartoski Luke Cage. God, yes. I think about that trash so much. And like, who's generally Tartoski is a guy I really uh, appreciate. I think we all, we all have a lot of admiration for Gendid Tartakovsky. Yeah. I do think he is an amazing talent, but some people, some people shouldn't be able to write things. They need to write things that are in their wheelhouse and, and someone else. Like there's a, there is a world where someone could write like a funny, Black exploitation uh gag comic about uh Luke Cage. I mean But that was that like, you know, that ain't it, comma chief. Um, no, I, did, not, I, did not didn't did not do it. No, I and I think that it's uh it I mean it's it's and like I would say, oh it feels like how why would you do this in like the late eighties? I'm like, they're still doing it now, so obviously no one's yeah. they're not gonna be exempt from it then. But it's yeah. it's like I I don't know. I try and uh, like there is just like this these like especially the early the Klaus Jansen stuff and the the early of the ongoing like it's just really moody. There's pink and yellow and the colors are great and you know the the action is looks great and it divorce sometimes divorced from whatever the hell Frank is actually fighting in. Uh, those issues, you know, when it's a white nationalist, you're like, yeah, but when it's like a, a terrorist organization that doesn't exist, um, or like some criminal that like they invented some, some nightmare t- criminal that people are, you know, have invented a super predator, as you alluded to early on, Eric, uh, mm-hmm. you know, divorced from what is happening. I go like, oh man, this looks so much like it has so much i well, i think there's a lot of nostalgia in it for me just because i read so many comic books marvel comics of this time period even dc i think basically they didn't have two dissimilar house styles mm-hmm. um and it's just this is this is where my love of like you know we see uh, the jrjr comic and daredevil like that's why i still like john romita junior like yeah it's it's like because I read him when I was when he was doing this, and it's just kind of that affection has stayed with me throughout the years. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know, like it's it's a weird dissonance. I think we've encountered it multiple times before. After when we reread things that we liked as children, and you're like, oh, this has problems, but there's still a part of me. It's like I like, man, this rules. Look how great this helicopter. <laughs> Look how great and like you know you. You see it with like a lot of people who are doing, you know, we talk about the 90s revival um, that is basically taken over comic books. 
to a certain mm. extent. Like there's like it feels like there is like a a schism in 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 primarily in if we're gonna like th- think about it is in superhero comics where. There's like a lot of people who are just like doing '90s revival stuff, and then there's a lot of people who are aping indie stuff, you know, who are following yeah. in the that Hawkeye and 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 uh, yeah, that kind of and uh, the David Aha and kind of dated, which kind of drew from Bendis and the, the in the superheroes eating cereal kind of way, deconstruction stuff. Like it feels like it's split in like or trying to be all ages, trying to be kid friendly stuff. It's like. There is this part that's just 90s revival, and this is – I include this in this, even though it's late 80s, but it feels like it's part of that same – like, The Punisher had four ongoing comic books in the early 90s. Four of them. All at the same time. I suppose he was really – he was really with the times, you know? I mean, I bought people them. Were, I was people reading were scared them. Was, about it, that There was stuff. literally a book – there was a book called – Did I, I? Are are you aware of this book? This is – I. The Punisher Armory. I had heard of it. That yeah, I had I had friends that would that would buy copies and and would like draw stuff from them. It was just like it's neat. Admittedly, it's, it was um, a, it's like a weird thing where like you're reading you're reading the War Journal. Like they yeah. talk about you're reading the War Journal and then it's just the Punisher describing a gun. Yeah, and it's the most absurd thing in the world. Him talking about like, yeah. man, you could kill a lot of drug dealers with this RPG. You're like, I mean, now I'm like, this is bananas that this went twelve. There's twelve issues of Punisher Armory. Twelve issues of that. As a kid, I ate it up. I was yeah. like, this is so badass. The Punisher talking about guns. Hell yeah. And well, I mean, it, it was completely divorced from reality. I mean, we played with toy guns like constantly as kids, um, like fairly realistic looking, like it looked like a nine millimeter or it looked like, you know, it wasn't like this plastic nerf stuff. You know, it wasn't it, did, it wasn't a super soaker. We played with those, too, but we had toy guns that looked like 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 they were trying to get us to join the nra yeah i mean i think that like it's a do i think marvel comics was like actively encouraging that or are they just reacting to market trends i i believe they i don't know they realized yeah you had a bunch of big dumb kids making comics and they're like these guns are cool so they uh, obviously they're gonna do that. I I don't know. You you have some some uh, guns are cool. Future NRA people that are reading and then writing these damn Punisher comics. Yeah, I mean I don't know. It was a it was certainly a sensation. I remember people talking about them for years. I don't think I have ever seen one in person. I've I had I there's Punisher Punisher War Journal Punisher War Zone and Punisher mm-hmm. Armory. I bought all of them. I was that dumb kid who was like seven years old and thought the Punisher was the coolest. There is a a thing that I've said. I didn't I didn't realize how many people had read this until I saw like some wrestler talk about it on Twitter and then immediately mm-hmm. like a hundred people responded about it where there's a particular Punisher comic where he has some dude strung up upside down hanging by his feet his hands tied and he's like needs information from this guy and he's going to torture him. And he's talking about how much he's going to hurt him and blah, 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 blah. And then he starts talking about, Oh, I'm going to, he like, he punisher, uh, 
strikes up a welding torch near the guy and the guy can't see it or, or he, like all he does is hear it and hear Punisher talking about it. And he's like, if you don't tell me what you, what you want to know, I'm going to use this on you. And th- instead of using the torch, he takes a popsicle and puts the popsicle to the dude's back. And all the dude feels is like that burst of cold. Yeah. And then the guy immediately screams and gives all up the information. And then the Punisher pulls back the popsicle and I like I thought I even like did I imagine that happening in a Punisher comic? <laughs> and then some dude referenced some wrestler referenced it on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Everyone else read that comic book too. Everyone else knows about this weird scene where the Punisher uses a popsicle to get information from people. And you're like, "It's such a weird thing. What is the Punisher? What is happening?" And like, the Punisher started as an ironic criticism of Death Wish characters. When he was a, a side character in Spider, he was a villain in Spider Man and Daredevil in the in the seventies. He was a joke. He is that that joke stereotype of Charles Bronson. But then he got popular. People liked him, and this happened. And then we have the Punisher. It's so weird. Such a bizarre, a superhero comic. I said to you, Eric. I said as I was reading. I said this makes Punisher Max look like War and Peace. I don't think that's true. <laughs> okay. But it is very well like it is it is not in a different universe than Punisher Max. Like I I I don't know that I look back at Punisher Max and think that it is more tame, but I do I un, it is not out of left field. It is very 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 Punisher. Um if this is like important in the Punisher canon. I think Punisher Max is mostly, I think Punisher Max just makes, I f- remember fondly Punisher Max because it feels like it puts him in better context and actually does give him that growth. Like there's moments in here where it reminds me of it. Like when he jumps out of a second story window into the back of a, a dump truck, an empty dump truck. Yeah. And he's like, one day my knees will give out. I like that, but it's not today. Yeah. And I I I really did like that moment. I liked him fighting the weird assassin guy too on the train. Yes, that was pretty early. Um, there's even in the worst of it, there's pretty good stuff. Yeah, all it's, over the place. It, it's I think when you, obviously when I think us rating it with the our perspectives and us understanding what. Punisher is and what he is not and how they've used him as a symbol, you know, the police and, and blue, right, blue lives matter people and all that stuff. Um, with that perspective, I think I have no qualms about saying, oh, yeah, you should read this. It's really interesting. Um, it provides a lot of, you know, the, the like the contrasting of like, oh, this, these different cartoon villains he faces and some are these cartoonish super predator stereotypes and others are like, no, oh, white nationalist is, you know, genuinely threat. And some of it may just be the how times have changed over 30 years. But it's more about when you give this to people who don't have that, who just who have no sense of irony who have no sense of distance or perspective on Frank Castle and just see him as a hero. Yeah. And that's when I go like, Oh, that's gross. That's like, and it's a hard line to draw. Like it, it's like, do I think the creators intended all that? I don't know, but certainly there is an aspect of the, there's a certain part of the population who just views this as literally like a superhero comic. Hmm. 
And that's when it gets uh, like, ugh, I don't, do I want to say maybe we, there may, would the world be a better place if there was no Punisher at all? The character never existed. I don't know. I don't know if it makes that much of a difference. It would be a different symbol the, instead of the there, Punisher. Yeah, there would, there would be a different guy. Um, I mean, you think about the, um, the um, amount of anti-heroes that we have had. We're, we are maybe only now exiting an anti-hero era. Um, because after comics and a lot of other media, like it, w it went on to television. Like I think probably the big first notable one, um, was Tony Soprano was a big anti-hero, um, and stuff like that. I mean, it led directly to all kinds of shows like that with usually really terrible men characters and watching them. Walter White be horrible Walter White I was exactly going to say like it 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 definitely you can draw a direct line from shit like this to us watching Breaking Bad um yeah um people had a real taste for it and I I I don't know that I've entirely lost my taste for anti-heroes but you know, I was I was talking about My Hero Academia mm -hmm. uh, last night um, with with our dear friend uh, uh, Yusuf Danik, the composer of our theme song, um, and I think like just how good it feels to have a genuine and good and caring character in a story the way that All Might is. Yes. You know, yeah. Um, and it, it, we're kind of, I think we're beginning to maybe see a, a, you know, a full circle on that, um, that I think that the moment that we're in, like, we're not naive anymore, but, uh, an incorruptible good is what we all want, you know? Yes. And I think we have a lot of punishers or wannabe punishers in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think that recognition is important. I think that... I think Marvel is kind of figuring that out, because they're kind of basically dialing back. Like, Punisher doesn't... I don't know what to do with them right now, because I guess I imagine it's very much like, well... Like we, what do we like? How do we do? What like this character doesn't where like this where he would where is he? You know what what if you're gonna use a Punisher right in 2021? What are you? What's that comic gonna look like? You know, is he gonna still shoot drug dealers? No, yeah. I mean that's the thing. You're like, ugh, gross. Um, you can excuse it when it happens in 1987, in 2021. Hmm. Like, how do you? What context do you give him? Maybe it's I. Maybe it's for the best. Just retire him. Have Frank Castle just have that him be dead. And Punisher Max is canon. Yeah, yeah. I still did enjoy this. Yeah, in the long run, and I think that there is value in reading it. Um, mm. We remember comics like these for a reason, and and as fucked up and flawed as a lot of things are they're still worth reading i mean i you know we read we read uh 
uh, shit, what was the Carnage story? Maximum Carnage? Max, we read Maximum Carnage. I was, try, I, my brain was trying to call it Beyond Carnage. I'm like, that's not what it's called. <laughs> um, maximum Carnage, which is terrible, uh, but fun in a bad way that, like, this is. Yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 the difference is like Carnage is like this weird super villain and the Punisher is even though there's a lot of people who fetishize Carnage in a very similar way, you know? Yes. Like there's even though he's he's he, the problem is he's not like so codified. You know, you have that skull that's so, that like there's so much there's a lot of scholarly work done out there on that the skull and its connection to uh to, you know, police organizations and stuff like that and, and militias and um I think that that's a big difference primarily it's just it's so easy branding it's so simple to adopt uh versus something like carnage or rorschach or Mm. which is you know there's another reading this right after rorschach and you're like oh yeah the way people adopt rorschach as a symbol it's like no the punisher is that's what the, the punisher is that you know way more than rorschach ever was um they 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 fill that same space same way you know travis bickle from taxi driver and and uh the and yeah and uh v from v for vendetta where they're like they're not heroes you know at best they're anti-heroes and that's even calling it you know frank castle's a villain shoots people there's that there's that there's that one scene in the graphic novel i wanted to bring up when those he's like are those just good old rent-a-cops doing their best or are they killers (laughs) And they draw, and he's like, they draw their guns. So he's like, oh, they're killers, and he guns them all down. I'm like, what does that mean? They're they draw their you ha- you're well, dude. You have tons of guns, man. You just broke into their building. What are they gonna? What do you think they're gonna do? Just con- kindly ask you to leave? Dumb. Well, uh, you kind of the a character like the Punisher has to exist in a world that's all diehard brain. <laughs> that's finally we got it. Hey, we got Die Hard Brain yeah. in, the, in this episode. That's all we needed. Old John McClane. Get your bingo card out. Get your bingo card out. We did it. Um, anything else you want to add, Eric? <laughs> no, I dare say that's enough, sir. Oh, fucking hell. Ugh. I'm so tired of these goddamn crisis events. <laughs> They're really, it's really obnoxious. What is this, DC <laughs> Comics? <laughs> it's, just, it's just so much. <laughs> Could you stop for just a second? Jeez, I just I just got caught up on Batman continuity, and now there's another one. Yeah, God, how God Almighty? Oh, now Dick's seventeen years old for some reason. Damien's Damien's three. Are we still talking about? Are we still talking about crisis event? I think we're still talking because about that, crisis the, por- the, por- the, the portal's getting bigger. That's not good at all. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like bigger portals. Something's going to come through there, Eric. I, I guess that's true. Maybe in two episodes from now. Two two episodes. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to try and... I'm gonna, Eric, okay? I'm going to try and segue us into, okay. the, into the ending of the podcast. Okay. Let's see. I, if, I, let's I, 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 be, I believe in you. Let's see if the crisis event lets me do it. Okay. okay. So that was Punisher, Circle of Blood, the first epic collection. Uh, we will be reading uh, the. Uh, uh, w- w- let me get the proper. Is it the? 
Well, that was a problem. That was a mistake, Eric. Uh-huh. That was a mistake. I just made, I searched underwater welder. Uh, it is the underwater welder. That's all I wanted to know. And But I searched underwater welder. I just got a lot of job descriptions. Um, Good. The underwater welder by Jeff Lemire, one of his earlier graphic novels um really good i've read it i i eric is not that eric has wanted to read it for a long time we're going to talk about it uh it will be a nice break from uh, <laughs> real life vigilantes and mm. murder and mysteries and radicalization and <laughs> killing fake people um underwater water is very thoughtful and jeff lamire is great i it'll be fun to talk about that's next time on the show uh, that'll do it for us. We are the Hands of Boys Comics Hour. You find us at handsboyscomicshour.com. If you like the show, please leave us a great review on whatever podcast service you use. We love you. If you do that, give us uh, new listens, new listeners. We appreciate you. You can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is also RobbieDorman.com. There is links to everything I do on the internet on my website. Uh, all my podcasts and links to purchase all of my horror novels. My newest one is called Death Rattle. It's about vampires and uh, them trying to take over a Texas town. And my our our our, our Clint Eastwood like protagonist getting those dirty capitalist vampires out of his town. Get out, vampires! Or I'll shoot you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoot them, vampires. You can find it on Amazon. I encourage you to go buy it. And all my books, they're all great. Of course. Hey, it's Halloween. War on Halloween. It's my Halloween book. You should go buy that. It's a great book. Um, Eric, where can they find you and your things on the internet? What an excellent, wonderful, tremendous question. You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. You can see uh, many of the other things I get up to online by going to uh, ericzgoodnight.com. And you can see all of my various social media there. Uh, including Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, where I'm known on all these services as Easy Goodnight. And with that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.